What up, fam? Thanks for downloading the Safeway Open 2019 Tour Junkies podcast. If you're listening to this, you are truly an addict, and we thank you for that. Because most of you care about the NFL, and if you do care about the NFL, or the NBA, or Major League Baseball, or the PGA Tour, or the next Pope, or pop culture, or whatever else, and you want to bet on it, then bet at mybookie.ag. That's where we've gone to bet for the last two years now. They've been taking care of our referrals, our listeners. Over 600 of you have gone to mybookie.ag. They take good care of our people, and you get a deposit bonus. Go over there and bet with us right now. Use promo code TOURJUNKIES when you sign up at mybookie.ag. Get the deposit bonus. Get that extra special tender love and care that they give, and we would appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're going to get right to the course breakdown, the key stats, our picks for the Safeway Open, uh, whether you're playing DraftKings, FanDuel, any form of DFS, or just betting outright. We're going to get right to it. Then we're going to recap the Sanderson and Sebastian Munoz. We're going to get to a new segment tonight called DB Down in the DMs, where we read some listener questions from the DMs on Twitter and Instagram. As always, we're live on YouTube. Go check out the channel if you haven't already. We appreciate it. May your screens be green and enjoy the podcast. All right, golf addicts, welcome to another wonderful Tour Junkies podcast. I am your main host, David Barnett. Uh, I do have a co-host here. He's the guy next to me that looks like Kirby Smart on his off day, Mr. Pat Perry. We are the Tour Junkies, and we are here to break down the PGA Tour to talk a little you know, PGA Tour golf betting, a little PGA Tour uh, DFS, if you so fancy, and have a good time. Talk about all things PGA Tour. We're going to make you laugh tonight. That's what we're going to do. We've got a new segment coming at the end of the podcast that I'm looking forward to uh, called DB Down in the DMs. Got a bunch of you guys have sent a few questions. We're going to answer a few of those today live on the show. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. We're riding a heater. We've we picked two straight winners on this podcast. That's correct. And uh, I've got the podcast juice flowing tonight. It's my usual concoction, as some of our listener friends have called it the DB, which is vodka, LaCroix, uh, peach schnapps, and a little twist of lime. Pat, how are you, sir? And uh, how's the podcast use flowing tonight? It is good. I, I made it a little easy on myself. Uh, just some some Tito's and a little bit of uh, a little bit of this sparkling ice, just lemonade, just a little. Yeah, you like that stuff. I like it. It's good stuff. So I made it easy, and uh, yeah, I mean another winner was Sebastian Munoz, and then you know well, what? We can't, I, what? We can't get too much into it, or people will get mad. We have we have to hit that later. You know what okay, I mean? I'll hit it later. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, good. <coughs> You remember the new show format where now we're going to do Sorry, the picks new first? new format. Yeah, I need to New format. Just I was so ready to be, like, like you know, you had a good hit last week, and I had a, I had a good yep. one this week, so I just wanted to get to it. But. I know, man. It's good. I can't wait to let you talk about it uh, in just a little bit. But um, before we do that, um, we definitely have to thank Ben Hogan Golf because they stuck with us. BenHoganGolf.com, where you can get some really freaking awesome golf clubs that you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for because there's no retail markup. They're handmade, custom, to order right there in the great state of Texas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, ben Hogan Golf. It's an American you know, golf equipment company. They're great. And we've been hitting the driver and the putter now for a few months. Uh, it's great stuff. Looks like a Titleist. Plays like a Titleist, um, but actually a lot cheaper. So you don't have to pay $500 for it because there's no retail markup. So you just get the... You get the driver at like $300, but when you use our promo code, 
you also you make us look good to Ben Hogan. You make us look like we're a bigger deal than we probably are, and you get ten percent off the driver. So now you got you're getting a brand new driver in the shrink wrap, custom your shaft, your grip, made to you, all for two hundred and seventy dollars. That's pretty sweet. The putter's less than that. It's a milled face, good weight to the putter. Feels like a Scotty. But again, you're not paying for the Scotty. Uh, great irons, beautiful irons. You can get black irons at BenHoganGolf.com. And the equalizer wedges are just pure sex. They're just pure sex in a, in a golf club. <laughs> they're, um, they're good-looking wedges. They are. I, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. So you guys can go to BenHoganGolf.com, BenHoganGolf.com. Use promo code TourJunkies at checkout. They're really good stuff. Uh, we're excited about, the, about what Ben Hogan has coming um, and we're, you know, we want to see some listeners rocking some Ben Hogan. So let's do it, Pat. Hit us with the course breakdown. We got the Safeway open this week in lovely Napa, California. Another fall swing, you know, fall swing event that we can get pumped up about. A good field this week, Pat. We, we, we haven't seen this kind of field since the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, there's some big names in here. I know we'll get to it. But let's hear a little bit about what you think about the golf course, how it's going to play, key stats for you as well. Well, let's just again talk about the field. The reason the field is so good is because let's it's let's be honest, pro golfers like wine and they like good wine <coughs> apparently, yeah. and that's why they show up in Napa Valley. And the, FedEx Cup points, wine yeah, and FedEx. They cup like points. those, but I think the wine may I don't know in the fall may make a, you know, be a bigger deal to some of these bigger name players. But yeah, so we're in Napa at the Silverado Resort and Spa. This is the North Course. It is a par seventy-two playing. Just about 7,166 yards, so not too long for these guys. But don't let that fool you. It doesn't necessarily play that easy. Uh, you got 144 players in the field this week. Poa Greens, which is what we typically see when we get over on the West Coast in North Carolina. Uh, as far as the difficulty of this course, I mean, when you're talking about 49, 50 events, it's still right in the middle. I mean, they're going to score, but it was 29th toughest last year, 23rd in 2018, uh, and then the 30s in 2017. So it is yeah, – they're going to be able to score, but it's just it's not one of the easier courses on tour despite the length. You just got a couple water hazards out here, so not, not a whole lot of trouble as far as that's concerned. Bluegrass, uh, Kentucky bluegrass, rough. It's just another – like last week, vintage tree-lined track. These players, again, I think they are going to score, but you know, got several dog legs out here, and that's when it takes the, the, the Bombers kind of out of play a little bit. It brings some of these other guys in, into the fold because when you look at past champs, like Tway, obviously a Bomber, but Brendan Steele won it two years in a, in a row. We had Emiliano Grillo win it in 2015, Sing Moon Bay. Not, I mean, again, the, these, are, these are guys that are hitting fairways, they're hitting green, so I'm going to look at my at the ball strikers this week. And I did. If you look at the last few years, driving accuracy certainly came into play uh, as far as the top finishers were concerned, uh, at least over the last <coughs> four or five years. So I think with these dog legs, you got to hit the fairways in the right spots, and then you've got to be aggressive into these uh, into these greens, which are going to run really quick. There's a lot of contour, a lot of undulation on these greens. Uh, so I think putting on POA will certainly be important. you got to be a great putter on that surface this week, so I will look at that as well. Other than that, uh, I think, you know, strokes gained approach. I am going to look at fairways gained, which is a stat on Fantasy National that I do like this week. Uh, strokes gained putting on POA, of course, ball striking. 
so yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a quick rundown on Silverado Resort and Spa. I like this course. I think it's going to be fun to watch these guys. Um, another factor you might uh, want to uh, factor in here is strokes. A factor you should factor. You should factor this and factor it. Factor it twice. Maybe factor it three times, and that is um, strokes lost uh, hangover. Uh, from wine. So if you got a guy that really likes some wine and you think he might be throwing it down on Wednesday night, uh, I don't know. You might you might be in trouble. So pay attention. See, like yeah. check Instagram, check the yeah. check the tweeter. Make sure if you see him out at dinner and there's <coughs> all these there's all these <coughs> bottles of wine and stuff. I mean, it, red wine can give you a big headache. So yeah. I mean, you got to really be watching that. But there you go. That is the but, course breakdown. I mean, we also know a ton of pros who have told stories on this podcast of how well they've played uh, with a hangover. So, True. I mean, I can't. It's one of those things that's tough. It's like Joel Damon's like not home. in the field, I don't think, is he? So, he's probably not. He is in the field. He is, he is in, in the field. field. Sorry. Sorry. Um, he wasn't the, one Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a home game, right? Like, sometimes... You have pros who play well when it's a home game and they're sleeping in their own bed, but then sometimes you have pros who don't play well because of the, you know all the family and friends are there and the demand is high. I would imagine the hangover is kind of the same way. Like some some of them are going to be great at it, some of them aren't going to be great at it. Well, I'm really kind of halfway kidding about that, but I, I mean I think it is this know, is a yeah. fun event for these guys. I will put it that way. This is a, I mean there is a reason you have some a lot of these these good players show up. It's a fun event for them. Napa's a fun place. I've been there. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah, of course you have. Of course you have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all know. You probably have property there or something. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I think I think this course, we're going to see a winning score around 19, uh, 20 under potentially. you got some big names. This place is gettable, um, as Pat mentioned. I do think wind could factor in a little bit. Factor it, factor it. Um, factor the wind, factor. Um, so come Wednesday, you're going to want to check that out. Maybe if you subscribe to our freaking email, that's freaking awesome. Uh, you you may you may see something about the wind in that write up. So yeah, um, that's what I would do. If you if you're not subscribed to our email, you need to go to tourjunkies.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page on the right side. It says chalk bomb. Put in your email address and subscribe. It's free. It's awesome. So can we address that really quick? I think we need to address the chalk bomb really quick because I, sometimes okay. I think we we don't get people don't listen. So the chalk bomb is a little different in the fall. We don't actually have a chalk bomb. It is still called the chalk bomb bomb email, but it's a little yeah. different because Ben's not putting out the chalk bomb. So if if you're wondering, that's why that's not in there. I've got a little piece in there, my sommelier piece. I've got pontifications with Pat, which is a huge hit from what I hear. Everybody loves it. I mean, everybody every, on the streets talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's there is not an actual bot chalk bomb in this one. But we do have right. Ben's ten facts still. So. Yeah, and my DB's big balls betting which is, card. Which yeah, is which is great too. Been nails. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I, I I don't I actually don't like I looked at strokes gained off the tee at this event, but I'm not really factoring it on all that heavily, like or accuracy or whatever. Um, I I think bombers that miss fairways are going to be just fine here. Um, there are some dog legs. It is tree lined as you mentioned, but. Uh, I think corners can be cut, and even if you're in the rough, this rough historically is not known to be very long, around three inches or so on average, which should sound pretty familiar to Pat. 
um, the three inches part. So you know, I, I don't, don't. I don't follow your follow you, you there, but go ahead. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah. So I just don't think it's that. I don't think it's that big a deal if you're not in the fairway. I think this is very much about iron play. These greens are very fast. Um, they're very undulating, and Napa has seen like very little rain, and there's not really any rain in the forecast. So I think they could be firm and fast. And hitting into these greens is going to be important. There's some runoffs here, closely mown areas around the greens. So I think this is all about iron play. Um, and then if your guy misses it, he's got to be able to get up and down. Uh, I think scrambling is important. Um, and then I'm, I'm weighing putting a little less. So uh, strokes gain approach, greens and regulation, opportunities gain. Those key kind of ball striking on approach stats are what I'm looking at. Um, and then I'm looking at strokes gain off the tee. I'm going to factor it. I looked at guys who historically, you know, gained strokes tee to green um, here at Silverado. Uh, and then other than that, man, like always, it's all about ownership if you're playing tournaments on DraftKings or FanDuel. And, um, you know, the betting the betting value here is a little different than last week. You know, last week we talked about how, like, most of the winners in the last few years have come from the triple digits or longer odds, which we saw one in Sebastian Munoz, I think. No, no, Munoz was less than. He, he was, was like 66 was, to 1. He was 60, 60, well, I have him at 60 to 1. So. Okay. Um, but you do see a lot of guys in that range here. You see that 30 to 60 to 70 to 1 number win over the last few years. Um, and I think when you've got a stronger field, um, you know, it's, there's some good players here. So it's going to, it's, it, you're more likely to see a lower, uh, you know, a lower odds guy come through and win this thing. Um, but that being said, there's still plenty of guys in that 7K and 6K range on DraftKings, for example, that I like in tournaments, and we'll get to those plays now. Um, Pat, let's get it going. You ready? Yeah, let's go. <coughs> All right, um, I'm going to start off here in the 9K and above range on DK, and I'm going to go right to the top. I'm playing Justin Thomas, man. This is something DB does not normally do. I am no, normally this not. Is shocking. A play the top guy, but I am all in on some Justin Thomas right now. Um, obviously, the form's incredible. Uh, he's he's played this golf this golf tournament pretty well in the past. He hasn't played since 2017, but back to back or yeah, back to back top tens in 17 and 16. And uh, he actually does. I went back and looked over the years, like these fall events when he comes and plays an event uh, that he you know we haven't seen him in a little bit. Like after the tour championship, he comes out kind of good. Like he comes out kind of swinging. So I'm not really worried about the rust with JT. I think uh, I I just love it. I love the ball striking ability. I, he checks all the boxes, and um, I think he's gonna be you know 15 percent or less maybe owned with a field like this. <clears throat> and I do find enough value in the 7K range especially uh, that I think I, I can I can go nicely with JT. And I'm just looking at some of these other guys at the top. You know, Adam Scott we haven't seen in a while. Uh, we haven't seen since the playoffs. And we haven't, you know, he didn't even, he didn't play that well. He's never played this tournament before. Patrick Cantlay, he, he seemed a little bit broken at the end of last year. Like just, and broken for Patrick Cantlay still still means he's going to finish top 30. But he just doesn't seem all right is in Patrick Cantlay's world right now. Um, so I think I'm, I think I'm out on him. Hideki not checking a lot of boxes either. The next guy that I'm going to is Sungjae. I'm going to go back to Sungjae at 10-1. We saw him almost win. I thought he was going to get it done. I, I just knew he was going to get it done uh, last uh, yesterday, I guess. Um, and it didn't happen. But 
The ball striking is incredible. He played here for the first time last season, finished fourth. Uh, so I, what else can you say about Sung Jay other than, like, he doesn't get tired and his golf tan is ridiculous for an Asian who doesn't normally tan. So he's just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, he's unbelievable. So I, I'm all in on Sung Jay and JT. And then finally, I'm going to drop down, and I'm going to go with old Shestical Reevy. Shez loves him some Napa, okay? Plays here every freaking year, every chance he gets. He's gained 22 strokes at this golf tournament over the last five years. We last saw him finishing eighth at the Tour Championship, um, and, and he checks every single box. He's gained 14 strokes off the tee and on approach at this golf tournament since he's played it the last five years. He's checking the box in all the other categories over the last 24 rounds. Um, I think I think Shestacle is uh, is a nice little pick, and I I don't feel like a lot of people are going to be on him. He's a West Coast guy. He puts his best putting split is on Poa. Um, yeah, and and so I just I think uh, I think it's a nice little spot to get Shez at a little lower ownership. He's forty to one on my bookie. That's where I'm going to start. You know, looking around that number for the betting odds. Sungjae at twenty two to one is tempting, but I just. I can't call it DB's Big Balls betting card if I if I bet Sungjae twenty two to one, but I'm I'm starting to kind of take a peek at Shez at forty to one, but I am gonna go with uh, with M in cash. I, I don't I'm not gonna start a cash lineup with Justin Thomas. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think there's a need for that. I think you're gonna get a guaranteed cut with Sungjae M, give you some salary relief on DraftKings or FanDuel. Uh, so I like I like M in cash, and then the fade is pretty easy for me. It's Mark Leachman, man. Mark Leachman, something's not right with the guy. Uh, we, we talked about it on Twitter last uh, last time he played, which I think was a Greenbrier with our boy ADOT, uh, ADON 7X or whatever's, whatever it is. I can't remember on Twitter. Um, he's no, got it was, something it was going Greggles. on. It was Greggles. Greggles, that's right. It was Greggles, our boy Greggles. <coughs> he's got something going on. Hip injury, back injury. Something doesn't look right in the swing. He withdrew from, from the Greenbrier. Um it's just not a spot to take Leishman at 9,300 and get cute. That being said, I mean, you also heard my take on Cantlay and Adam Scott, so I don't mind fading those guys either. But officially, I'm definitely out on Leishman. And if you come at us and say, what about Leishman? I'm going to tell you no every time. If you come to us and say, oh, man, I really, really love Cantlay here for all these reasons, and I'm going to say, you know what, man? Make your choice. I'm, I'm not with you, but I don't hate it. It's Patrick Cantlay. Everybody knows I love Patrick Cantlay. So... That's the 9K and above range for me, my friend. What say you? Well, first off, I'll start at the top with you with, with JT. I, I'm okay with playing him. He is not, like, one that I have as one of my plays, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I don't mind that play. And I kind of agree with you on Cantlay. Um, I'll start, though, at the bottom there at, with Reedy. I actually like him as a GPP play and a cash play. He would be my, both of those for me. I think he's... He's a good cash play. Look, the guy loves this tournament. He's there every year. He's just solid every <coughs> year. You mentioned all the stats that line up. So, and, he, and he's checking all the boxes there. So I, I'm with you there. Um, I actually, I do like Adam Scott. I mean, you, you talked a little bit about his his recent results. I mean, they've, they've actually been pretty good. I mean, he was sixth at the Tour Championship, top 10 at the BMW, fifth at the Northern Trust. So he's been playing well. And then when you go to, to, to looking at the stats, I mean, six ball. we know he's a great ball striker, four strokes gained approach. You know, he checks the box off the tee. You mentioned that as not being a huge factor for you, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, and he's, he's, he could, he's making birdies. He's second in the field in birdie or better percentage. I just feel like Adam Scott always goes kind of, 
when he, especially when he's up in this range, people just tend to overlook him. And he's he's in the top 15 in the field in strokes gained putting on POA. So you throw that all in there. I mean, I think Adam Scott is a good play at 10-7, so he will be one of my tournament plays. Um, who else did I give? I gave Reevee and then I, as a cash and a GPP play. Um, also, I got to say... You, you know what? I I made an egregious error with that Adam Scott call. Yeah, I don't know what I was looking at. His form is really actually freaking good. It's just that we haven't seen him in a bit. I guess that's what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him in a bit. So, um, and I think that, I don't know, I, I, I haven't been always high on some of these rookies, but Colin Morikawa I think really makes a little bit of a sense out here. I mean, obviously played his, his golf out on the West Coast. Has been and these guys have just been. They've shown immediately that they can play with everybody else. Ninety four hundred is not. I mean, it might scare some people off, but he's just been extremely solid in every event he's played in. If I can get him low owned, then I will take him. So he'll be my other tournament play. Uh, I agree with you on Leishman. I think that he's going to be low owned though. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him because of yeah, all the things. Yeah, doesn't matter so though, man. Yeah. I know. So I do think you fade him. But the fade that I think that is actually a little bit more, I don't know, maybe a little bit more bold is Brant Snedeker. Everybody always looks at him on, you know, Poa greens. He tends to putt well, I guess, on those greens. But across the board, his stats aren't really that good at all. He's 91st in the field in ball striking, 113th off the tee, 77th in birdie or better percentage. He's not really hitting fairways all that much. It doesn't check the box in strokes gained approach. I just, I just don't like playing Snedeker at 9,600. I do. Look, I know he finished second here last year, I, so I get that, and I, th I think that's probably what might put a few folks on him. But I faded him last week, and he finished T45. I don't think the form's necessarily there, so I think Sneds is going to be my fade at 9,600. <clears throat> yeah, I don't mind the Morikawa call. Um, he definitely didn't play in the playoffs the way we thought he would, but. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, just to get in it was was even incredible. Yeah, and, I mean, and an incredible iron player apparently, which yes. again is something I said I valued a lot. Now I don't think, in terms of DFS, I don't think you're going to get him at at an ownership discount. I, I could see him being um, a popular play, but you can't play him all here. Um, Byung Hun and coming off a good finish last week, people be ready to play him. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Morikawa and Ann and M are going to be your chalky plays in this range. But I could be wrong. So let's uh, let's get to the 8K range. Um, I, I, I like this little I like this little this little tier here. Uh, I like it better two, than I did last week. I yeah, I do too. Yeah, we're, we're going to give you two tournament plays, a cash play, and a fade. Um, I'm going to go with Scott Piercy at 50 to one on my bookie. I'm going to go with him on DraftKings at 8600. Uh, played here two, three, three out of the last three years with a miscut last year, a T17 and a T3 before that. Um, you know, playing pretty good. 19th at the Greenbrier. We hadn't seen him miss a cut in a while. He's checking boxes. We know he's a, a pretty elite iron player. Um, and in the last three years, he's really you know gained strokes T to green at this particular golf course. He's a Vegas guy. He's a West Coast guy. He puts better on POA than other surfaces. Uh, the irons are always dialed in for Piercy. I like the value at 8,600. And then for tournaments, I'm going to get on a guy who I, I talked about last week, and he probably disappointed a lot of folks, 
and that is Corey Connors. Uh, but I'm, I'm back on him here. Missed the cut at this event last year, but finished T30 before that. Now, the missed cut last week at the Sanderson Farms was was kind of – well, it was definitely annoying. Um, but he – all he did was miss, I don't know, three strokes putting, uh, but he gained strokes – he gained seven strokes tee to green last week. Seven. But he couldn't make a putt. And as we know, that's not – you know, that that's that's – the most variable thing, right? The week before that, he lost, or actually a couple of events before that at the Wyndham, he lost about a stroke and a half putting and still finished 22nd. His ball striking is always impeccable. He's a really solid iron player. We've seen Corey Connors win at the Valero Texas Open earlier this year. I, I think this is a good spot to bounce back on Connors uh, after last week and, and, and disappointing a few people. Um, so I'm, I'm in on Connors in tournaments. And then uh, my cash play is going to be a guy that I faded last week to my demise, uh, Mr. Bronson Burgoon. He finished T6th at Sanderson Farms. I'm starting to come around on the Burgoon bandwagon. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I think the kid's got, a, got an ability. He puts best on POA over any other surface. He gained eight strokes on approach last week. Eight. I have to have a piece of that action if you're going to give me eight strokes gained. Keep, keep those irons hot. And let's let's go, Bronson Burgoons. I'm going to roll with him in cash. I also don't mind him in tournaments, but I do think he'll be a chalky play uh, in in that range. But 60 to one, my bookie. It'll be hard for me not to have him on the betting ticket as well. My fade for this range is to me, it's going to be Lucas Glover, man, at 8,900 dollars. You know, here's the thing. I like Lucas Glover. <coughs> I, I pray for Lucas Glover when I think about him uh, and his wife, but. <laughs> Here's the deal. 8900 Lucas Glover to me is a sucker is a sucker Glover. It's just not it's not great. Uh, you know, he did a lot of the same things Corey Connors did last week. He he struck the ball really well and he and he lost strokes putting, but that's that's his Emma. That that is what he does. He is historically known for sucking at putting. Very rarely does he have a couple weeks where he pops with the putter. Um, but then when I was looking back over his, you know, some some recent finishes, um, I don't know. It just it, it kind of trailed off towards you know the the Wyndham Northern Trust playoffs. He finished second to last at the Tour Championship. Um, I don't know. I'm just not buying the $8,900 price tag and the upside with Glover. Do I think he's going to make the cut? Yes, I do think Lucas Glover is going to make the cut. So if you really like him, I don't hate him to the fact that I think he's going to miss the cut. But I don't think he's going to return the value that you want him to have at 8,900. And I don't think he's going to give you the ownership leverage that you probably would need in a tournament. Um, so there you go. I'm going with Piercy, Connors, in tournaments, Burgoon and Cash, and Glover's my fade. All right, well, I'm going to start with my fade, and it's right beneath Glover at Emiliano Grio. I just think that, look, if you're looking at the stats, he's going to check all the boxes for you. He's obviously won this tournament before, but we really haven't seen all that much from him lately. He was T39 last week, T31 at the BMW, which, you know, he didn't make it into the Tour Championship. Missed the cut before that. Everybody just loves to play him. I mean, I just feel like he's always – and I, I know he popped from a stat standpoint, and I, I get sucked. We're talking about everybody loves to play him. You love to play to him. You I, love to play him. No, I, I just said that. I, I like to – I get suckered into him. Oh, but, okay. I mean, besides winning here when he in 2016 – after that, T26, T28, T41, I mean, he's not really, I mean, for a guy at 8,800, I just don't think there's a, just an extreme upside potential for him. So I will fade him this week. 
As far as my favorite plays, though, I'll start with Abraham Answer. I, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I just think he is the next one of the next studs on tour. Uh, you look at the stats, he's checking the box in ball striking, also in strokes gained off the tee, fairways gained, he's top 10 in the field. And it's just, you look at the way he finished the season uh, last year or whatever, this year, whatever. I mean, you know, he, he got that second place finish at the Northern Trust. You know, it was T28 at the BMW, and then, you know, he, he wasn't great at the Tour Championship. But I, I like Abraham Answer at this price range. I think that's a, that is a, that's a good range for him. I think this is a good course fit for him. I, I, so I like him in cash, too, as well as, as well as GPPs. So he will be my cash and a GPP play. And then finally, I actually am with you on, on uh, well, I, I guess it's a bonus play because I'm with you on Corey Connors. I think you play him off of that miscut. I think that, that's a, it, you're going to get a little bit lower ownership. He definitely fits the bill here. And then I'm with you on Bronson Bragoon. I think he's a great play. And we saw him play... I think it was early in the year last year on the West Coast swing. He played really well, I think. I could be wrong, but I feel like he did. Um, so I do like the – Well, he put, I mean, he, he putts way better on POA than anything. That's his best split, but um, he's playing great right now. Yeah, so I do like some Burgoon as well. Uh, I ended up on him kind of late last week, uh, you know, is, is – so he was almost in my sommelier uh, write-up for guys we didn't talk about on the pod that – <laughs> we have live live viewers on YouTube, as as you know. Um, Great. And one of saying? them one of them has just asked if you have AC. <laughs> Why are they asking that? Pat has very oily skin. Okay, he's he's olive complexion, which is a blessing. I mean, that, you know, he goes out in the sun. He looks like a Greek god. You know what I mean? But um, but he 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 he's. I think he just. I think with that olive complexion, he leaks olive oil all the time. He just looks like he's been wrestling. That's why I have the towel. (laughs) Also, I just got off the baseball field literally 30 minutes before. Not playing. uh, God, no. He was watching his son. No, I was coaching my son, not not necessarily just watching. There you go. Um, Well, you know, Pat, it seems like you could use a refresh. And oftentimes we refresh our snack drawers, but not our sock drawers. When's the last time you refresh your sock drawer, Pat? Before this, this thing. Way too, way too long ago. I it's mean, probably time people, for an upgrade. People are, are sock neglectors. They really are. Yeah. They need to, they need to be more pay attention more to it. Yeah, socks are a vital part. You know, like you're you're always going to use your feet, right? You're always using your feet, and you need to protect your feet. And that's why our friends at Bombas. La 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 bombas. La 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 bombas. They're made with comfort innovations like arch support, uh, a seamless toe, and you can get rid of those gold toe socks that you all have. Like Pat had a bunch of gold toe socks that are like your Walmart specials. You look like an old geezer in them. We got rid of those finally. You get a cushioned footbed. They're very comfortable. Come in a bunch of hundreds of colors and styles. Uh, We we got some of our own here not too long ago. I like the, because I'm a little more trendy. I like the crew, the crew height, and I got some some sweet little designs there. They look they look good. But I also got some of the no shows. I like the no shows, and they have these little rubber things on the heel so they stay in place when you're walking in your shoes, and they're very comfy. So I like I like the Bombas for that. Uh, they have a new line of merino wool socks that are made from soft, warm, and naturally moisture wicking merino wool. 
Designed with all the Bombas classic features. Keeping cool and dry on your morning run, Pat. To staying comfortable in your office while your freezing air conditioning is blowing and your poor circulation is flowing because you're 42. And uh, Bomba socks are ready to work just as hard as you do, buddy. And for every pair of socks you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. It's it's really pretty cool. Um, uh, Pat, somebody on YouTube said Pat looks like a tube sock guy. <laughs> Josh Kistler, he's back. Josh, Josh, he loves to he loves to grind your gears, buddy. If any it. if anybody knows, see, this is where people don't actually know me that well because as much as I love Bomba <laughs> socks, uh, where I live, I'm in flip flops literally ninety uh, percent of the time. <coughs> that is I'm, true. Yeah, if I'm unless I'm at work, so uh, no on the tube socks. But we appreciate yeah. the comment. Appreciate yeah. your comment. I'm trying to be nicer with the comment, so I appreciate your comment. You're just wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash tourjunkies today. You get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash tourjunkies for 20% off. Bombas.com slash tourjunkies, 20% off. Go do that. Hey, look, if you need socks or the wife needs socks or the kids need socks, see, my wife, who has her own nonprofit and is very socially just aware, she got mad at me because I took the Bombas order and I ordered socks for me and my middle child, my, my nine-year-old son, who's very tough on socks, and I didn't order any for her, and she got really upset. So order yeah. them for Think you Think about and other whole, people besides family. yourself. Think about I did. I thought about my nine-year-old. No, I'm, the, I'm talking to the listener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, think about, you know, other people might want some socks, not just you. Yeah, Josh, probably. That's probably you, Josh. All right, let's get to the 7K range on DraftKings. I like this range, actually. I'm, I'm, I've got a number of plays here. I'm going to narrow it down. I'm going to start off with a couple at the top, though. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going deep here up top. I'm go- I like Dylan Fratelli here. Finished Damn it, sixth. come on. I like him, man. Finished sixth last week. Uh, finished twenty fifth at this event last year. Texas, you know, played at UT Te- University of Texas. Can play in the wind if it gets windy here in Napa. Um, he checks the box and strokes gain off the tee, strokes gained approach, greens and regulation, all that good stuff. So I'm I'm digging Dylan Fratelli. Only five percent owned last week. Needs to get the putter going, but if he does, his ball striking is pretty impeccable. Um, and he's just a good-looking dude in those glasses. I, I, I think me and Fratelli would be friends. He's, he seems like a cool guy. South African, um, just a special person. And then I'm going to go with a guy who I typically go on, and I'm usually right, and that's Harold Varner III. I don't know how you can't like HV3 here at 7,800. Uh, well, by the way, Fratelli, 55-1 to 1 on my bookie, and HV3, 66-1 to 1 on my bookie. HV3's played here all four years that he's been allowed to play here. He's made the cut every single year with two top 15s. He's gained almost 14 strokes uh, on the field over the last four years. Finished 19th at the Greenbrier when we saw him last, and he's checking every single box. He's actually sixth in opportunities gained at this event, uh, or I'm sorry, in the last 24 rounds, and 25th in ball striking at this event since he's played it. Um, Really liking HV3 and Fratelli up top. But then... Then I'm going to drop down to a guy who won me a lot of money a couple weeks ago at 150 to one on a first round leader bet. I'm going to Robbie Shelton. I got off of him last week and he and he still played pretty 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 good. Um, but I like the rookie. I like Robbie Shelton here. Finished 28th at the Sanderson, seventh at the Greenbrier in his first two starts as a pro. 
Alabama product. If you missed this already, this kid is really talented. He's a bomber. And his iron play over the last couple weeks has been very, very good, uh, very solid. He's throwing darts at the Greenbrier. Um, he's gained he gained two and a half strokes with the approach um, at the Greenbrier and over one. Uh, last week, he hits the ball a long, long, long way. We've seen a lot of first-time winners here, as Pat mentioned. So I like Robbie Shelton. Now, he's 100-1 to on my bookie. He was 300-1 to when I was sweating him out a couple weeks ago at the Greenbrier to win. So the odds have come down significantly for Shelton. But I like the value um, at 7,100, seeing as how I've got those two guys at the top tier on DraftKings. So I'm going for Telly, HV3, and Shelton in um, uh, DraftKings tournaments. I'm going to go with HV3 in cash. I feel pretty good about HV3. And then my fades. <coughs> ah, all right, my fades, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade Kevin Tway. He's your defending champ. Um, I know he's a he's an Oklahoma State guy, plays good in the wind. He's a bomber, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Kevin Tway's not really been Kevin like very good since since he won, honestly. Um, he did finish 11th at the BMW, which was okay. But he doesn't check a lot of boxes here, and I don't like first-time winner at an event with a pretty strong field. Um, it's his first time having first-time winner responsibilities. Pat, are you awake? Somebody wants me to make sure you're awake. Are you good? I'm awake. I'm awake. Okay, good. Um, and then, so, so Tway is definitely a fade. I'm going to shock you with this one. Are you ready for this one, Pat? Yes, I'm listening. I want to. I want to give you this one. I am fading a guy who I've been on the last two weeks, and he's played. He's finished third and sixth. I'm fading Harris English. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I'm fading Harris English. Um, I would like to know why. Well, not a great record here in four attempts. He doesn't doesn't tend to play well here. He's missed two cuts. His best finish is a 35th. Um, but I, I think a lot of people are going to jump on the Harris English fade or Harris English train. It feels a little like Lucas Glover to me. It, it feels like 7,900. Now we're getting to the top of Harris English. I'm going to pay for you range. You know where I just don't know. You're going to get the high ownership because of the last two weeks. I want to jump off of him when he bombs. Everybody's going to jump off of him when he bombs after he bombs. But I want to be off of him the week he bombs. He's 127th in this field over the last 24 rounds in strokes gained approach and 115th in opportunities gained. He does not hit the ball close. He just makes a lot of putts. Now, historically, he is pretty good, he is pretty good for that. Um, but he, he's not, his iron play isn't great. So played great the last couple weeks. I had, him, I, had, I had him as an outright winner last week and sweated it out. But I just don't, I don't think this is the week to play Harris English. So... GPP picks, Fratelli, HV3, and Shelton, Cash, HV3, Fades, English, and Tway. All right. Well, I'm All right. A lot of people are worried about you, Pat. Are you okay? Somebody somebody thinks that um, all proceeds are going to go to uh, Pat's ADD meds. <laughs> uh, again, again, Josh Kistler. <laughs> <laughs> what a great guy. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, with you... You're going to have to arrange a meetup with you and Josh. Yeah, Fratelli... By the way, I don't know what Josh's deal is. I, Josh, if you're ever in the Savannah area, we need to know. So you get, we can arrange uh, you and Pat. Frate Fratelli, I do like. So he was one of the guys. I was So when you first mentioned him, I was a little upset because I thought it'd be a little. Because I, I thought last week kind of going into the event, 
that he was sort of a, a little bit of a sneaky play because not, not a lot of people were talking about him. I don't know what the ownership was, but I'm sure it was pretty low. And then, he, of course, he finishes top ten. So I did like Fratelli. I'm, I'm totally with you there. Another guy I think that is just – he can be hit or miss. Um, but I think this is the week for him, and that is Troy Merritt at 7,700. He has a good history here. He was 15th in 2017, finished T4 last uh, last year in this event. Uh, a guy that can can actually score when you when you really think about it. I mean, he's top 20 in the field and birdie or better percentage. He's 12th in strokes gained approach, top 25 in ball striking. So I think Troy Merritt it makes for a decent play there at 7,700. So he will be another tournament play for me. And then dropping down. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my boy Lanto Griffin at 7,400. I think he's gonna be super super low owned. You look at uh, last week he had a he had a good event, uh, finished top 11 or T11. He was 13th at the uh, at the Greenbrier, so he's playing extremely solid since coming off the corn the KF Corn Ferry Tour, whatever you want to call it. So I like some Lanto Griffin. I think he makes for a good tournament play. No, I mean, he will be definitely super low-owned. Um, and he's a scorer, too. He's in the top 35 in the field in birdie or better percentage, so I do like that. Uh, as far as fades here, I'm with you on Kevin Tway, actually. I just don't think that uh, you look to play him in this tournament. I, 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 look, I know he's coming off of a win and whatever else, so I will fade some Kevin Tway. Another one, though, is... I just think he fade Brendan Steele. He's won this tournament twice. It's like everybody thinks it's, it's Brendan Steele week, but I, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I just he he's been so just inconsistent all year. Yes, he was thirty sixth at the Greenbrier, but missed the cut before that at the Wyndham Championship. I, you know, I think a lot of people like to look at past winners of the event and and see where they are and as far as the course history is concerned. But I just I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to play some Brendan Steele here. Uh, as far as cash is concerned, I think Fratelli is the is the cash play for me. So. Yeah, Steele's only going to gain strokes off the tee. He's not going to do anything else well of late. Um, but he will gain some strokes off the tee. Hits it a long way. Hits it accurately for to be as long as he is. Uh, but he's just he can't hit an iron. He can't make a putt. So that's usually not good. Um, all right. Uh, 6K range. There's a number of names down here as well. Uh, I'll give you a few down here. Um, I like a, I like a few of these these corn fairy guys that we've been talking about a little bit. We've mentioned him a couple times, but Tyler McCumber has been popping a little bit. Good player, good ball striker. Greens and regulations check in. He's a good putter. Hits the ball plenty long. He's at 300 to one on my bookie. That's a little steep. I don't know if he's going to come out and win this thing, but he's getting my attention. Um, and, and he's he's come out and, and done done pretty good for a rookie on tour. Um, Scott Harrington, a, a guy who I was on last week, he missed the cut, which bummed me out. But this place suits him a little better, I think. He's an absolute bomber of the golf ball. Does everything well, really. He really does everything well. Tee to green, putting, chipping. He's a wily veteran on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, and he's uh, he's at 200-1 to on my bookie. Uh, so I'm liking, I'm liking a little Scott Harrington. And I'm going to go with uh, with another kid that I actually, you know, we at one point we were going to do a uh, a Corn Ferry Tour, like our favorite guys on the Corn Ferry Tour episode. But that was the week we got Gino and Joel and Aaron Fleener yeah. on at the same time. And, the, and everything just went down the tubes. 
If you haven't listened to that, um, by the way, you're you're crazy and stupid. I'm calling. Yeah, I just called yeah. you stupid for not listening. To yeah, that, no, I actually agree with that. You're an idiot if you haven't listened to that. Um, but I'm gonna go with a guy who I had written down for that event or for that that episode. And it's Sebastian Kaplan, who's now made his first two cuts on the PGA Tour and, and played pretty well. He's an Arkansas guy. Uh, bomber on the Corn Ferry Tour, 18th in distance, 40th in greens and regulation on the Corn Ferry Tour. And Kaplan's just playing good right now. So those are just a few long-shot names I think will be owned, you know, 3% or less in, in uh, tournaments. Um, but I, I, I like those guys. If you want a little safer play, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Brownie's a good play here. Um, yeah kind of brownie and then other than that like i don't know i kind of like living in the 7k range along with my my jt play so there you go yeah i mean i'm with you there i think um i wouldn't sleep on adam long he's been playing really well lately a top 25 finish last week at the sanderson farms top 15 <coughs> at, at the uh, greenbrier so he's been playing extremely well i mean you know he's he's not necessarily gonna gonna pop across the board when it comes to stats but i mean he is top 10 in the field in driving accuracy he's he's 22nd in stroke scan approach 44th in ball striking so i think adam long certainly makes makes some sense here um as far as it is a good play um other than that i don't know i you know may you may look at cover boy max homa coming off he's got he just got that golf digest cover He's a West Coast guy. He does check the box when it comes to uh, ball striking, strokes gained approach, off the tee. Um, his, his I think if Max shaved, I think if Max shaved his arms, he'd pick up a few mile an hour swing speed. He might. God, that's a he, lot he, of hair. He'd be a little more aerodynamic. He's a lot it's, of hair on his arms. Like a lot. I saw a comment on Twitter. I think it was Chesson Hadley was giving him some crap. Yeah. He said like, "You yeah. have more hair than I can see skin." And it that <laughs> yeah. was true. Like you it was look 100% at percent true. Like Max, unless they photoshopped more hair onto Max. I mean, but you can't shave your arm, I guess. Like I don't know if that's a thing. Like do you get the manscape? We talked about manscape the other day on our show. Yeah. No free ads though. They're, they they stopped paying right. us. Well, anyway. That's it. Nice. That's all I got. That's it. I like it. I like it. Um, let's talk about Sebastian Munoz, buddy. Why don't you toot your horn right here real quick? Well, I mean, I, I, I took him. If you listen to the show, I, I had him as my, my first pick that I took, and he was at 7,900, I believe. And here's, here's what I wanted to mention. It is, it is because I think if we're talking about a play for DraftKings or whatever it is, um, you may not fit him into your lineup. But maybe you bet him, which is what I did. Um, I, I, I had him in some lineups, but I did also bet him at 60-1. to 1. And just because we may not go out in, in, in DB's big ball bets or I may not tweet out something or anything like that about a guy, I, I think it's worth listening to who we like and then maybe matching him up with a bet every once in a while if maybe you're not going to play him in DraftKings. Or if you are, I think it's, you know, Put a bet on him. I mean, so, which is what I did, and I got him at sixty to one. So I didn't really have have the greatest week uh, when it came to DFS, but I did when it came to betting because I listened to my own, I guess, advice and took him. Um, like I said, at sixty to one. So was very happy about that. I was glad he got the victory. I, I will say, despite winning the money, um, 
I really want Sung JM to get a victory because I feel like he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. See, I feel like that guy, and he's going to get one. He will get one eventually, which is why I don't think you really ever can be off of him um, when it comes to DFS. <coughs> I mean, he's just he's, – he's a grinder. He's so consistent, man. He's so consistent. And, 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 I mean, I don't – you may have mentioned on the show and I checked out, but, I mean, freaking Gino Benelli, caddy on tour, has been in the groups with him, called him one of the best players he's ever seen in person as far as just ball striking and everything else. That tells you a lot, hearing it from a caddy. It, it tells you a lot about the type of player he is. And I know, I mean, he just, you don't play as many tournaments as he does if you don't just love the freaking game of golf. And he's shown that he can grind it out. I mean, he had a little yeah. bit, he had a little bit of a lull in the summer where he didn't have a, a great stretch, but he's picked it back up again. And he started off the year last year playing well. I mean, this guy's an absolute stud. We're going to see a lot of them. So, I, I just I, – I, I hated it for him that he didn't get the win, but it's coming. He will get one. There is no way he is not getting a win on tour, I would say, next year. There's no way it's not happening. Yeah. Well, while you were while you were pulling for Sebastian Munoz, I was sweating Harris English. She was the best bet that I had on the board come Sunday. However, I had Sebastian Munoz in DFS lineups, but I had him with – Wyndham Clark, and freaking Wyndham Clark, on had Wyndham Clark done made the cut, I, I would have gotten all the monies in DraftKings. This mother father on that on his thirty sixth hole hits it to twenty five feet. Okay, all he needs is a par, and he makes the cut. Hits it to twenty five feet. He hits the first putt thirty five feet, ten feet past the hole. Then he hits now, – now, at this point, he either makes it or he misses the cut. There's no – I don't care what happens after that. He races that one by three and a half feet. So now he's missed the cut. So now it doesn't matter. But then he proceeds to miss the three and a half footer. He four-putted on the final hole on the cut line from 25 feet. Wyndham Clark did. I, I, I wanted to stab my eye with a pin watching this go down. I, t- I, I was on the phone with you, and I was like, hey – I'm looking good in DK. I got I got this. I got this. I just need Wyndham Clark to two putt from 25 feet. We're good. And then a few minutes later, I text you. He four putted from 25 feet. After all was said and done, did you just go to the Instagram page of his just to kind of make yourself feel a little bit better, like he's? Or no, did that just no, piss? Or did have. that just piss you off? That would have probably made me escalate even more. <laughs> um, now let, let's. I also got a hit on this guy because, listen. On Thursday, well, actually, I guess actually Friday when the first round technically finished up. Well, no, it was oh, on Thursday. Oh, God, I know where you're going now. This is, <coughs> on this Thursday, is so ridiculous. You and I. On, on, on Thursday, we had another bet. We were sweating at triple digits. Mr. Seamus Power went pretty low on Thursday. Emphasis I wrote him up. shame. Emphasis the yeah. shame part of that. Yeah. But this is why, this is you know, I wrote him up as a first-round leader. He loved that golf course last week. He's a he's a guy that gets super hot. He runs hot, right? He goes out and shoots a seven under on day one. Now, it it it, it didn't make the cut. I mean, he, you know, the the leaders were at eight under, and I think there were two or three of them, right? But um, so so he missed the first round leader. But we were sweating it at 125 to one. It was a good bet. It was a good Thursday sweat for 125 to one. But I also had him to win at like 150 to one, right? So I'm like, hey, come on, Seamus, let's do this, man. You're in a good spot. 
Let's let's keep it going. Well, this guy, Seamus Power, is at <laughs> seven under. No, I'm sorry, he's at eight under for the tournament. At eight under for the tournament. Through his eleventh hole on Friday, his second round. He has This is golf for he, you. He has seven more holes left. He proceeds to go double par double bogey double bogey par to lose all eight strokes and finish even well below the cut line now what's crazy is a lot of these were just god awful shots like oh man i've never seen a collapse like that i don't remember a collapse like that shot a 79 Seamus Power to miss the cut. After almost being the first round leader at a triple digit number literally hours before. Now talk about somebody who may have gotten hung over the night before. Maybe that was him. But it didn't kick in until the 11th hole, 12th hole. Yeah. So maybe that's, that can't be the case. <clears throat> I still got love for Seamus though because we've talked to a number of tour pros that say Seamus is one of the most entertaining guys and really good with the ladies. And anybody like that, I just I feel like we would be friends. So, I can't be too mad at him, but it was unbelievable. Between that and Wyndham Clark, I was tilted on Friday night. Completely tilted on Friday night. Yeah, I agree. That was pretty terrible. But. Um, we are trying to include the perfect lineup every week on DraftKings for, for your reference. It would have been, it would have scored 672.5 points for $49,800. You would have left $200 on the board, and it would have been, obviously, the winner, Sebastian Munoz, the runner-up, Sung J.M., Byung-Hun Ann, Carlos Ortiz, Kevin Strillman, and Dominique Bazelli. The boss in there. Those would have been Boz your perfect that would have been your perfect combo. He was another one that I started thinking about later in the week. So I need to, yeah. need to anyway. That yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. <clears throat> it doesn't. It does not. Yep. It doesn't count if you don't say it, buddy. Um, Pat, are you ready? I am ready. I don't know what uh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Stay with us, Pat. Stay with us. Pat, why don't you just go? I, I could just and I could just end the show. I could just finish the show by myself. No, I'm good. I'm ready. I mean I know You sure I don't want to I'm wanna, looking at the, I'm you. looking at the sheet. I know what's next. I don't want to keep you. What's next yeah, does I, not I, involve I, me. It's it's D B well, yeah. down in the DMs. You can you can certainly comment. Okay, I will comment. But then, Yes. Okay. We have a new segment. Here it is. D B down in the DMs. We need like some sort of music for that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like somebody stepping down some stairs. DB down in the DMs. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got a, we got I got a handful. I'm gonna get to here. I'm gonna go to uh, Instagram first. If you've not um, if you've not done this, you need to send send us some questions. DM us on Instagram or uh, the Twitter at tour underscore junkies on both. All right. This first one Instagram Mr. Seth Gross. <clears throat> I normally play the DraftKings $1 20 max and have pretty good success considering bumping it up to the $3 20 max but that would obviously triple my weekly investment is it safe to assume the competition will be harder or should I expect the same results that I've been seeing over time I think that's actually a good question Mr. Seth um, I tend to think that the same people who are probably playing in the dollar twenty max are the same caliber of people playing in the three dollar twenty max. I don't think you're going to see much difference 
Um, I don't play in those. I, I'm not trying to not trying to. It's just a little too low stakes for me. But I started there. I definitely started there. Um, yeah, but I don't think you're gonna see much difference in terms of the competition. Now, I am not sure the difference in. Um, the size of the contest. I don't know how many people are in the $1.20 max versus the $3.20 max. I guess I could look that up real quick uh, while I'm doing that. Pat, do you do you have any thoughts on this? SDB, I will allow you to step in and enter your thoughts if you like, no, but no pressure. I, I don't have any thoughts on this. Okay. Um, I, don't, I haven't played. In that. All right, the $3.20 max is 9,900 people. The one dollar twenty max is fifteen thousand people. So all right, so you know you got you got to get a, obviously more entries in the dollar. So you got to be a little more potentially. You'd have to be a little more perfect. All right, uh, not perfect, but closer to it. So you can get away with a little more a little more margin for error in the three dollar. But I bet your competition is basically the same. And it's, I would uh, say yeah, it's the same for sure. And I think if, <coughs> if I'm choosing between the two. You're looking at um, obviously probably the th the three dollar twenty max probably has the the better prize pool, so I would probably go that direction if that's that's the question. I don't know, but I think the 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 the, the competition yeah. I think is is one to one. I don't think there's any difference there. Yeah. Um. All right. And uh, by the way, if our YouTube viewers have some questions they want to throw in there, go ahead and throw those in. I can't I can't commit to anything, but. All right, here's another one from our friends on to, uh, on Instagram, Golf and Jokes. These guys are pretty funny if you're not following them. At Golf, mm, like an N, Golf and mm, Jokes. Golf and mm, Jokes. Um, they said, Dream Foursome to play with and the biggest bet that you've won. Now, I think we've covered Dream Foursome before, uh, or at least a variation of the Dream Foursome. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't give this question any thought beforehand, so... I'm just going to rattle this off. I'm going to go with Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, myself, and I guess i got to go Tiger. I mean, how can you not go Tiger? So I'm going to go that. Biggest bet I've won has been, what was my Johnny Vegas hit last year? Remember that? Or was it Keith Mitchell? We both hit the Johnny Vegas one. That was a first round leader bet, which was at around hundred to one. But you hit a bigger one with the so Shelton was big. So probably one fifty to one. Shelton was pretty big. I mean, I fit some parlays on in the NFL, but those it don't wasn't, get that high. What was uh, what was uh, Danny Danny Willett when you hit him? Danny Willett was also one hundred fifty to one for the Masters. He was one hundred fifty to one. And you put more uh -huh. on that one. I thought I, don't, I, I did don't, put more on that yeah. one. Yep, so 150 to 1, biggest bet. Um, all right, let's go to. Let's see. We've, let me go to the, to the Twitter DMs. Well, the, the Kenneth Paris on YouTube says the Tour Junkie Scramble Invitational needs to happen. Listen, we would love to do a Tour Junkies tournament. We've talked about it. Um, <clears throat> it will happen one of these days. But y'all are a bunch of tightwads. Like we're not gonna. We can't pay. We can't pay for everybody. You would you wouldn't be you'd be surprised how many tight wads we have. Um, all right, <clears throat> this is a good one. Oh, I really like this one. Jay on Twitter at Border Rage. This is a good one. Question to ponder for the podcast: If someone wins, let's say at least five hundred dollars on DraftKings or FanDuel or a bet or something like that, 
and then goes to Twitter to thank you publicly for the pick and or the lineup. Do you think a small portion of the proceeds should go to you guys as a courtesy for your expertise? If I won, this is Jay, I'd send you something as a thank you. Just saying. I just wonder what your followers would say to that question. Jay, I think that's a tremendous I think that's tremendous. Question. I think, you know, like that kid at the, uh, did you hear about the kid at the, the Iowa kid at the uh, the game day or whatever that had the sign and he's raised oh, like. With the, with the natural light or the beer? Yeah. Yeah. He's ga- he's raised like $100,000. I think it's Bush Should we just give everybody our Venmo? <laughs> I don't know. It's just that, it's, it's tour-junkies. Yeah. You guys can Venmo us. It will go to charity. Um. But if you're if you're asking me seriously, do I think people should do that? No, I don't think people should do that. But I mean, we people make their own decisions, right? Like we we say who we like. We try to give you some good information. We're happy when we hit. We're bummed when we don't. Um, we do give you some inside information. I think that that'll that you you may not get from other places. But um, yeah. I think the key you just I mean, said is people make their own decisions, and I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, we. <clears throat> We like to give you as, as, as much knowledge and background and research and whatever that we know. But, hey, when it comes down to it, it's your own decision. So if you hit, you, you pat yourself on the back. Not, you, don't, you don't necessarily. Now, look, we like seeing the, the tweets out there that we put you on it or whatever. But uh, we would never. Yeah, please do ne- that. We would never say, you know, we, we need some sort of cut of that. Because you're making decisions the same way when, it, when, when things go bad. I mean, people you know, at us or whatever when things go bad because, you know, we told them to do something, but that was your decision to, to, to listen to us. I mean, look, it goes both ways. So I, I don't think uh, we, we, we need a cut of, of your winnings. Yeah, but again, we won't turn them down. And, and on Venmo, we are at Tour-Junkies. Uh, it's a black and white picture of Bob Golby is our Venmo thing. So, I mean, if you want to send it, be our guest. Uh, we'll we'll get that going. Um, but yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, Pat, do you have any questions for DB down in the DMs? Uh, I don't think I have any questions for you. Um, <coughs> I will say people okay. people don't think I read the DMs, but I do. Uh, we we have. I mean, I've mentioned this several times. We have a lot of people that just send a DM. I mean, not necessarily talking crap about me, but just something like expecting that I'm not reading it, and I do read them. <laughs> I love you guys, but I do read them. Uh, so. we, we literally read, like, the two if the two people you're listening to literally read every DM. Every We're the only single, people that every read every single DM. DM. So, yeah. sometimes there been a, there's been a few not... funny ones, though, that they thought I wasn't reading them, and it was pretty fun. That's true. So. We... We are not big enough to the point that we can't handle reading every DM. Yeah. Uh, that that would be a good problem to have. Hope it never happens. I mean, I hope we're never too big to read every DM. But uh, we we will. Re- if you send it to us, we're going to read it, and we love getting them, and we appreciate it. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a good time. But yeah, it is fun when people like kind of bash you a little bit and just assume that you either don't know how to read the DMs or you do, but you just don't. You're not engaged enough to read the DMs. So they talk to me. About you, yes. I'm like, I'm like, you realize he's he's here. He's in the room. He's right here. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like literally being in a room of three people, and they're just talking crap about me, and it's like I'm not even there, but I'm actually there. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, great stuff. Appreciate it, guys. It's been a good podcast. We're gonna 
We're going to keep the new segments coming. we got a few more that we're going to roll out here in the swing season, and uh, we'll keep them going. The Chunk and Run will be back, too, if you guys are fans of the Chunk and Run. Submit those questions. Get those to us. Check out the YouTube page if you're not already. Go, go subscribe on YouTube. If you watch on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. We're trying to grow that thing. Um, also, we're adding a new thing. If you are listening to the audio version but you don't have time to, or you don't want to watch the YouTube version, we are adding every week a, a highlight video, a highlight reel of the Tour Junkies YouTube video podcast. So uh, it's just kind of the best moments or picks or whatever from the, 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 the you know that week's episode, which I got to say this week's episode, doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a good one. Like sometimes we feel like we really nailed it. This one we just, I don't know, it kind of felt like a, like a, like a double. Like a sliding double, not a stand-up double. Like not a ground rule double where you just crushed it, but it bounced over? No, not that either. Yeah. Like a double where you really had to book it to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the throw was high coming into second, so you Like you could have been called time. out, but like just a bad throw. Well, no, 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 no. It was a definitely a safe, but I'm just saying like the guy, the throw was really high. And so he had to go a long way to make If If the throw would have been on the money, we'd have been out. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. It, we're at fall events, um, but uh, you know, look, good field. Good field this week. So it is a good field. Have, yeah. have fun with it. Hey, cheers, Pat. Let's go. Uh, let's go record TJ after dark for DraftKings YouTube channel. Looking That'll forward to it. Cannot wait. I'm gonna go get a refill. I am. Too. I'll see you there. Yeah. Maybe we'll see all you listeners there too. All right, guys. <laughs> May your screens be green for the Safeway Open. See ya. Out.